0: From the banks of the Colorado River in Lake Mead to the homes and businesses in Southern Nevada, welcome to Water Smarts, the podcast pumping from the heart of Las Vegas, where we engage with the experts who keep the water flowing throughout Southern Nevada. I'm Bronson Mack.
1: And I'm Crystal Zelke. From how we treat it, deliver it, use it, protect it, and conserve it, the Water Smarts podcast is all about water in Southern Nevada. We hope to make you a little smarter about the one thing that keeps us all connected, water hey crystal how's it going i'm hanging in there how about you
0: i am doing well thanks i appreciate you asking
1: so we got a new dog
0: what what kind of
1: he's so cool uh he is a half lab chocolate lab half pointer So he's really cool. And he's a pretty high energy dog. So that requires a lot of new walks that we're doing every day. Sometimes I'll take him out. My husband will take him out. The kids will take him out. So last week, my kids were walking along this trail that comes back up to our house and they came home and they said, mom, there's water waste happening. You should go check it out. And I was in the middle of cooking dinner and they sounded like they were exaggerating. So I kind of ignored them. But the next day they came back and complained about it again. So I decided to go check it out. And the house that kind of overlooks the trail, it's their backyard they had a broken drip head and it was just literally flowing like spouting up over their fence into the trail and anybody walking through the trail would have to walk around it off the sidewalk otherwise you would get soaked so we went and knocked on the door and I let them know and I don't know if he was thankful or not but he was like thanks for letting me know and we'll take care of it anyway that's my little waterway story which is the topic for today
0: Wow, so you actually ended up with a relatively positive interaction when you knocked on the door to let the individual know that there was an issue, right?
1: Yeah, and and I don't even know this neighbor, but I just felt like it was probably the right thing to do. And I know there's other ways you can report water waste, but I always like the idea of just knocking on a neighbor's door and just saying, hey, you may not know this, but you have you know a broken sprinkler or a broken drip head or whatever it is, and I think they appreciated it.
0: Well, certainly when you're able to knock on the door and engage with somebody that's in your neighborhood that's wasting water and let them know that there's an issue taking place, in all likelihood, they're going to be appreciative of that. And certainly there are other options that the community has to report water waste. We are going to learn a little bit about those today. We are going to be talking about water waste, how to prevent it, how to stop it, what to do in the event that you see it. Today, we are going to be joined on the Water Smarts podcast by two water waste experts. I am so happy to welcome Summer Ortiz and Perry Kay of the Las Vegas Valley Water District. Summer and Perry, welcome to the Water Smarts podcast. Thanks, Bronson. Thank you. Glad to be here. Summer. I'm going to start with you. We know here in Southern Nevada that we get 90% of our water from the Colorado River, and we access that water from Lake Mead, but the entire Colorado River has been experiencing a pretty significant drought for the past 20 years. I mean, we're two decades of drought here where we've seen significant drop in water levels in Lake Mead, and the flows of the Colorado River have been reduced, and that just further emphasizes the importance of water conservation. But what people may not know in Southern Nevada is that water waste is actually prohibited. It is pretty much against the law, and that's defined by our local ordinances. Summer, can you talk a little bit about what water waste is? What constitutes water waste in Southern Nevada?
2: Water waste is is a few different things, but most commonly it's just allowing water to flow or spray off your property. So that would be like overwatering your landscape, having misaligned sprinkler heads that spray into the sidewalk or the street. Another one is once you're made aware of a malfunctioning device, you need to repair it within 48 hours or it becomes a violation. So that's that could be a broken sprinkler head, a broken drip emitter, or any type of leak on your property. Another type of water waste is draining your swimming pool or spa water into the street instead of a sanitary sewer. So a lot of people don't know this one. But most pools have a sewer outlet that you can drain the water into. If not, you'll have to locate the sewer port on your property. By doing this, the water goes into the treatment plant, it's treated and returned to the lake so that we can use it again. If it goes into the street, it is considered water waste. And another common one is just watering outside your assigned watering days or watering during the prohibited times during the summer.
1: That's a good point. I'm glad you brought up the pool situation because we have a lot of pools here in Southern Nevada and people may not realize that there's a proper way to dispose of that water. Summer, so in most cases, just keeping water on your property avoids violating water waste rules and, of course, making sure that you're watering your landscape only on your assigned watering days, whether it's summer, spring, fall, or winter. Can you explain what happens if someone does violate the water waste rules? Yeah.
2: So each water agency in Southern Nevada has its own team of water waste investigators, and they all have their own process. So I'm going to speak for the Las Vegas Valley Water District now. We have a team of people who follow up on reports. So these reports come from the public. They might come from employees that are just doing other type of work in the area. And then our investigators also drive around the neighborhoods. So they're in marked vehicles that you may have all seen, and they're actually looking for water waste or they're following trails of water. The first time a waterways violation is observed, the customer's notified and they're given time to correct the issue. If when we follow up, the issue's not corrected, then a fee is assessed. So for a typical single-family resident, it's $80. If it's a commercial or a larger meter, they could start at $160, and then they double every time we see the violation. So it can get pretty expensive if the customer doesn't fix it. But our goal is not really to penalize people or make money off of the water waste. We want them to stop. We wanna educate them. We want them to stop the water waste and save the water. If someone gets their first violation, we do allow them to take a online course So it's a video that they watch and it gives them some tips on how to correct their water waste situation. And then they have to take a test. If they pass that test, then we'll waive that fee. Now, if someone continues to waste water within an 18-month period, then the fee will continue to double every time we observe it.
0: You mentioned that these fees that get assessed aren't necessarily to generate revenue for the municipal water agencies, but rather to be used as more of a deterrent to stop the water waste. Can you explain just a little bit more about why is that important? Why is it important to prevent water waste or stop water waste when it is occurring?
2: Well, like you said, Bronson, at the beginning of this podcast, I mean, we get 90% of our waters from the Colorado River and we're experiencing the worst drought on record. We get the smallest allotment of all the states for the Colorado River water. We only get 300,000 acre feet a year. So we don't have a whole lot to spare. So water waste ordinances focus on water use outdoors because that's the water that's lost to our water system. When you irrigate your landscape or you drain your pool into the street, that water is lost. It can't be recycled, we can't reuse it. Anything that's used indoors that goes down into a drain, it gets treated, goes back into the lake and we can recycle about 99% of that water. So by recycling it, we get what's called return flow credits. So it allows us to take more water out of the lake and it stretches our allotment.
0: That is a great point, those return flow credits. For every gallon that we return of that treated wastewater back to Lake Mead, we can take another gallon out and bring it into the valley as treated drinking water. And that's related to our indoor water use. So it's this water that we're using outdoors that we only get to use one time. And by reducing or eliminating that water waste outdoors, we're increasing Southern Nevada's water resources, which you know supports our way of life, supports our economy, supports our families here. And in ensures that we have reliable water supplies for the future. That's about correct, right?
2: Exactly. So just use your water responsibly. Keep it on your property, repair any leaks you have, and water on your assigned watering day only and never on Sunday.
1: Perry, you're one of our water waste warriors who drives around the Las Vegas Valley looking for this water waste. What are some of the most common things that you see when you're out and about?
3: A lot of times what I uh, see is water flowing off the property, either from over-irrigation or misaligned sprinklers hitting the sidewalk or a hard structure and causing it to run off into the gutter. I have never encountered a property that cannot be corrected. Uh, It just takes a little work sometimes, but that is the big one. When we change seasons, a lot of times folks are a little slow to change the clocks. Uh, They can hand water anytime they want, especially if it's hotter. So that's the other big thing that I see.
0: Wow, Perry. So when you find water waste, whether you're seeing it where it's actually occurring or you're trailing it up through the gutters of Las Vegas to try and find the source, I know that you end up having to ultimately document that waste as it's occurring and then notify the customers. But can you talk a little bit more about how that process works for the Las Vegas Valley Water District?
3: First thing I do is, I'll, of course, I'll hop out of my car and I'll have my camera with me and I will document the water waste first. That way I have it. After I've done that, I will check the history of the property, make sure that it's the first time offense. If it's a repeat violation, it's what we call a fee. And I will just document that and, and move on. If it's the first time offense, we want to educate people. We don't want to fee anybody. We want to get them smart and proper use of water. So that's why I'm looking in the history to see what where I'm at, what status this property is at.
0: So then once you check that history on the property and you verify that it's their first offense, what do you do after that? For the first offender, what's the next thing that you do after you verify?
3: I'll go knock on the door and attempt to get somebody to engage. And so I could tell them what I'm seeing and give them options on how to fix it. A broken sprinkler is is an easy one, misaligned sprinklers. I'll show them how it actually can be adjusted to keep it on property. So
0: sometimes you have to spend a little bit of time with the customers, having some conversation, some interaction and demonstrating some of the things that they can do to fix their water waste issues. Perry, has some of that interaction changed as a result of the pandemic?
3: Yes. We're practicing social distancing, of course, and we have the masks on. So everything is done from a distance. I'm not allowed to go up and actually show them what needs to be done on the irrigation clock and all that. I have to tell them from a distance how to fix it and correct the issue. I did have one gentleman a while back here who had a lot of water coming off his property. I was following it up. He waved me down and he was in a little bit of a panic. He did not know how to shut it down. He actually had told me he'd been running all night long, And I told him that he had to shut the water off at the backflow. I told him where it was and how to shut it off. He did it and he couldn't stop thanking me.
0: So Perry, from time to time, you get to have these interactions with customers. You get to help them become a little bit smarter about their irrigation systems and things that they can do. Just talk to us a little bit about how does that make you feel to be able to help people in that capacity?
3: That's the favorite part of my job, is being able to help somebody, to educate them on the proper use of water, to have that lawn if they want it, and not waste the water, to have the best of both worlds. I love being an educator. That's the funnest part of my job.
0: So Perry, with that, you indicated that sometimes there might be history on a property. But when you say history on a property, you're talking about past violations that they have had related
3: to water waste? Correct. Correct we have a computer in our truck. We check up to see if they've had any water waste violations within the last 18 months of the same kind. So a day of the week within the last 18 months would be a repeat offense. And that's when the finding process starts.
1: Perry, what, what kind of resources do you recommend to community members when you spot water wastes and you're talking to them to help address the issue? Because I know not everybody is working on their own yard. Sometimes they have a landscaper or, like you said, they're not even aware that they had an issue. So what kind of resources are available for people who need to address their water waste?
3: Well, one, I'm out there as well as my team members, and we're all fairly well educated in irrigation, so they can always stop and ask us, which happens quite a bit. SNWA.com is a great place, as well as the Las Vegas Valley Water District website has a lot of information on it as well.
0: Be a water smart hero. Save money using smart technology. Investing in a smart irrigation controller is now easier than ever, thanks to the Southern Nevada Water Authority's rebate, which offers 50% off the purchase price, up to $100 to help you out. The smart irrigation controller adjusts your yard's watering schedule in accordance with the weather. So when it rains, your smart controller will do all the work and adjust your landscape watering accordingly. And you can control it all from your smartphone, making it easier to change your watering schedule and follow Southern Nevada's seasonal watering restrictions. Be water smart and update your irrigation controller today and start saving water and money. Details are available at SNWA.com. So Perry, similar to what Crystal just indicated, if a customer has maybe their landscaper that's setting their irrigation clock, or maybe they're setting that irrigation clock to run in the middle of the night when they don't ever see that irrigation system actually functioning, are there any tips for customers like that? How can they make sure that they're keeping water on their property if they're not even awake when their irrigation system is running?
3: One of the key things they could do is check the system periodically. I always say in the summer months, check it at least once a week. Spring and fall, I say check it once every two weeks. And in the winter, check it once a month to make sure that there's no broken components of the system, no puddling or anything like that, just to make sure everything is running correctly.
0: Perry, that's a great recommendation. Get out there and test that irrigation system during the daylight hours if you're running it at night so that you can make sure it's operating properly. Hey, Summer, I know that we've got water waste that gets reported by utility staff, whether that's City of Henderson or Las Vegas Valley Water District, when they're out there going about their day and monitoring the community's water system, when they see water waste, they report it as well. But we have community members that report water waste pretty frequently. And because our process sometimes takes a little bit of time, it can be a little confusing for people. You report water waste on a Monday, you would expect that it's going to be solved on Tuesday. But that's not always the case. Can you just explain a little bit about why it might take a couple of weeks for somebody in the community to actually see that water waste stop after they've reported it?
2: Yeah, that's a good one, Bronson. And we get that. We understand that customers get frustrated. I mean, I understand that if you see something and you report it, I think you just automatically expect it to be fixed right away. But like Perry said, we have to see the water waste actually occurring. So we have to document it on video. So we have to have the exact time and the day of the violation. That is critical for us. So we see the violation, we give the customers time to fix the problem. So again, that could be one week up to two weeks. Then we're going to go back out to document it. If we don't observe it again, then we're going to close. The case. So, for the time being, it's closed until we get another report or we see it again. If we do observe the waste, then a fee will be assessed and we'll continue to follow up on a regular basis until the corrections have been made. But we really want to educate the customers first. We want to give them time to fix the problem. So, because of that, the entire process can take a few weeks, obviously. And unfortunately, some customers choose to just continue paying those fees instead of just quickly fixing the problem. Sometimes they just don't pay attention to the fees, they're not paying attention to the notices, or they don't see it on their bill. And they don't notice them until they've escalated enough to really catch their attention. So unfortunately, I try to tell people that when they report something, it doesn't mean that the agencies aren't doing anything, it's just that the customer may not have done anything yet.
1: So there's a process and that's good to know that that's in place for anybody that's reporting the water waste as well as the person that might be in violation. What are the ways that people can help you track down water wasters and stop the water from running into the street? Report it.
2: We always appreciate the public's help in reporting these issues. So if you see water waste, there's a couple of ways you can report it. You can report it via an app by the agency. So for instance, the water district has an app that you can download to your mobile device. It lets you pay your water bill and do other functions, but it also allows you to report water waste pretty easily. So you can take photos of the waste. You can type in any additional information that you want to give to us that could be helpful. The app will also pinpoint where you're at, but it also tells us the date and the time, which is again, very important, like I said. So we'll have all the information that we need so that we can notify the customer properly. If you don't have the app, you can always report it just by going online. You can go to snwa.com and it provides a link to all the different agencies to report the water waste. Or you can call 702-258-SAVE to also
0: report the water waste. Wow, so there are a lot of different ways for people throughout Southern Nevada to be able to report water waste. In addition to the LVVWD having an app, the City of Henderson also has one too. So if you are a resident or customer of the City of Henderson and you see water waste, you can also report through the City of Henderson's app. So that's great to see this kind of technology helping to support water waste investigations. But are there any other technologies or emerging technologies that might be put into play in the future to help make water waste investigations or water waste prevention even easier?
2: Yeah, and that's a real possibility as technology advances. Most properties now have smart meters that feed data to the water agencies in real time. So someone doesn't have to actually go out there and look at the meter to get water usage. In the future, we hope to be able to detect when a property is watering on the wrong day of the week or watering continuously and flag the property for waste. But we're not quite there yet, hopefully soon.
0: And that watering continuously piece could be the sign of some kind of a leak that's taking place on the property that the property owner doesn't even know about. And so that's just an added value then to our customers being able to provide that kind of service. Is that correct? Correct.
1: Perry, this is going back to you. We know why stopping water waste is important and that anyone can report it, but can you tell us what we all should be looking for in our own homes to make sure we're not wasting water?
3: Sure. The big thing is probably checking the sprinkler heads, making sure that they're not broken and make sure that they're aligned properly. Make sure you know your watering group so that you only water on the days that you're assigned and you can text CONSERVE to 85357 and we will notify you when it's time to change your clock. Our soils are very hard. So we recommend the uh, cycle and soak process, which is four minutes, three times a day as a starting point to make sure that there's no runoff on your property. You might need to go shorter period of runtime and more frequently. It really doesn't matter. That's just a suggested 12 minutes is a suggested runtime.
1: Perry, let's clarify that, the cycle and soak, because I know this is one of the hardest things for us to educate people about is how to run sprinklers here in Southern Nevada. So that cycle and soak method is specifically for sprinklers. So it's just run a cycle for a short four minutes, at least one hour apart and do it three times a day. Why is that important?
3: Because our grounds are so hard. We have a clay like soil and it doesn't soak in very well. If you give the hour in between, it gives it a chance to soak down into the roots. Driving the roots further down also makes the grass more drought tolerant as well. So all the cycle and soak watering actually helps the grass grow better and conserves water.
1: And really just even running your sprinklers, you know, if you did a 12 minute cycle, most likely that water is just going to end up running off.
3: Correct. Especially if you have a slope, the bigger the slope, the probably the shorter the run times you're going to have to do. Hey, Perry, that
0: actually is a great point. Just sort of anecdotally, I set the sprinkler clock at my mother's home. And for the record, my mom right now is going through a turf conversion. So I will no longer be setting the sprinkler clock there. But when I have been doing that year over year over year what i found was very helpful because her front yard is on a slope perry was that i ran that sprinkler clock for 4 minutes but when i ran it for those first 4 minutes i went out and monitored as the sprinklers were operating and what i noticed is that water started flowing off of the grass area and into the sidewalk at about the 3 minute mark and so for me in timing that out it was very evident that i needed to only run her sprinkler for three minutes rather than the four so that we could keep that water on the property. But I still got in about 12 to 15 minutes because I just added extra run times to it an hour apart. They were just a lot shorter to get that about 12 minute in total watering. Is that is that still a good recommendation
3: for folks? Yes, That's a great recommendation. The amount of times you run, as long as it doesn't come off the property, it's not wasting water as it's getting into the ground. Another thing also I forgot to mention is after you mow that lawn, make sure you check your sprinkler heads, turn on the system, make sure you didn't run over a head and and chop it up a little bit. So that way when it does run, if you have checked it, uh, you'll know that it's not broken.
0: Prevent those geysers in your front yard. Correct.
2: Another important thing people can do is just to take the grass out in their front yards. Um, if they're not using the grass and they're on a slope or a hill, which we get quite a lot, we get a lot of customers that that's probably the biggest complaint is I'm, I'm on a slope. I can't stop the water from going downhill and it's going to lead to the water waste. So SNWA does offer $3 a square foot to replace grass with water smart landscaping. And that's through the water smart landscapes program. So if you visit snwa.com, you can get all the information
0: on there. And we have a lot of sloped front yards here in Southern Nevada, and a lot of that has to do with protecting the homes in the event of floods or heavy rainfall or things like that, getting those homes at a higher elevation. But at the same time, that can contribute to seeing water flowing off of that property as it flows downhill. So. I think that's a good recommendation, Summer. Remove that grass if you're not using it or certainly make those run times on your irrigation clock really short so that uh, you're keeping that water on the property.
1: And I'm sure just getting rid of grass alone would reduce a lot of the water waste that we see here in the valley. We talked a lot about setting your irrigation clock, which will help you reduce your waste, like using the cycle and soak method, and to adhere to the mandatory seasonal watering restrictions. Summer, SNWA also has an irrigation clock rebate too. Can you tell us about it? Yes, you can get the rebate coupon
2: for the irrigation controller on snwa.com. The Authority will provide 50% off the cost of a smart irrigation controller up to $100. Another rebate that the Water Authority offers is a leak detection device. So these help identify leaks and notify you if there is a leak. Some devices will even turn off your water if the leak is large enough, which can save you a lot of trouble, especially if the leak is occurring inside your home. So that rebate is 50% off the cost of the device up to $200. Another thing you can do to help conserve water is by getting your car washed at a WaterSmart Car Wash. The website has a list of car washes within the valley, and there's coupons that you can just print and take with you to get an instant discount.
0: And using that water smart car wash now eliminates having to wash that car in your driveway using a hose, and all of the water gets used at a water smart car wash gets recycled. I think that is a great recommendation. Well, Summer and Perry, we really appreciate you joining us today on the Water Smarts podcast, helping us be a little bit smarter, not just about how we use water, but smarter about how to prevent wasting water. Thank you so much for joining us on Water Smarts.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank
3: you. It's great to be here.
1: The Water Smarts podcast is brought to you by the Southern Nevada Water Authority, which reminds you to follow the mandatory seasonal watering restrictions. After all, it's the law. You can find your assigned watering days on snwa.com. Remember, watering outside your assigned watering days is considered water waste, and you can be fined.
0: You can find more information about water waste, how to prevent it, and how to report it on snwa.com. You'll also find links to member agency websites and hotlines where you can report water waste online. Or if you're a customer of the Las Vegas Valley Water District or City of Henderson, you can download the app from each of these agencies to let you report water waste directly from your smartphone. You can also upload photos and pinpoint your location.
1: Stopping water waste and following the mandatory watering restrictions are two of the most important actions we can take in Southern Nevada to protect our water supply. Just keep water on your property and make sure you know when to water.
0: Wow, that was some great information from our water waste professionals, wasn't it, Crystal?
1: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to water waste. I just, I'm um, not sure that everybody realizes, you know, like I said, Summer brought up the pool. You don't see your irrigation every time it goes off, so you might not realize you have an issue. And I really also want to emphasize that this isn't the scarlet letter. We're not here to shame anybody. The whole purpose is to educate people. And if you don't feel comfortable just reporting water waste and you see that your neighbor is wasting water, just go have a conversation with them and let them know.
0: I totally agree with you. It was kind of like that story you shared at the, at the top of the episode. I can tell you also from the doors that I've knocked on, I have never had any neighbor tell me to like, beat it or be upset at the fact that I was letting them know that there's an issue on the property. They're always appreciative of that. And your neighbors will be appreciative too if you decide to knock on their door and let them know about water waste. Or you can certainly report that water waste to the Las Vegas Valley Water District, City of Henderson, or North Las Vegas, depending on where you live. Well, that's it for this episode of the Water Smarts Podcast. We hope that you will subscribe and listen next time. And if you have questions that you would like us to address, feel free to send those to us at watersmarts.com at snwa.com. We'll make sure to get back to you with an answer. And hey, if your question is good enough, we might even read it on the air. We'll see you next time here on Water Smarts.